0: James Sanford of the Kalamazoo Gazette calls this movie not exactly out of this world Phil Villarreal of the Arizona Daily Star says it never quite hits orbit but packs enough galactic goodies to merit a rental and letterbox user Foamy Rocks spelled F-O-A-M-Y-R-O-K-K-S says seriously my very favorite childhood film that didn't involve Christmas on this episode of Ruined Childhoods, we decide the fate of Space Camp.
1: Re re reboot. Which one will it be?
0: It's the Ruined Childhoods podcast. Greetings, Starfighters. I thought that you were gonna do it in the Jinx voice. I greetings almost, Starfighters. Greetings, Starfighters. Thermal curtain greetings. failure. <laughs> Jinx, greet
2: starfighters. I I, I I you know it was there and no, I just wanted to go up straight up like greetings, starfighters, man, because hey, it's it's
0: like it's rune childhood's time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's happening. Uh, for before we roll into space camp time, uh, I want to give a shout out to the Blank Check Podcast, who uh, covered Big Trouble in Little China in an episode that came out like two days after hours with Paul Shear and Jason Manzukis. So, if you want to hear a three-hour episode of people talking more about Big Trouble in Little China, I highly recommend it. It's a good listen.
2: Oh, excellent. Excellent. Yeah.
0: Uh, I, when I saw that they re- released that one, I was like, ah, come on. <laughs> of course. Can and, you just let us have this week? Yeah, right. Um, but I can promise you they're not doing Space Camp, um, considering their podcast focuses on directors who get to a point in their stature that they uh essentially are handed a blank check by the studio to make whatever they want and uh harry weiner uh it, who directed space camp i don't think uh, ever received a blank check no no but i mean it
2: definitely didn't for didn't for space camp that's that is not to say that space camp is not a quality film but um there was not a blank check involved with <laughs> no. this movie but no. But hey, but that's great. I'm glad. You know what? As long as there are podcasts talking about movies, oh, oh boy. I need to I got to point this out. So, I got totally called out, not called out at work, but uh-oh. All right. Brief background for those of you who are new to the show. First of all, bienvenue. Welcome. Hey. Come on in. Hey. Um, glad to have you. Um, so in My day job, I am a high school teacher, and we have staff meetings, as most companies and places do. And um, our staff meetings happen to still be virtual, even though we're all in the building for them. I don't know. But anyway, the point of the story is our um, our administration really likes to, like, they have – Icebreakers. It was like at the beginning of a meeting. There's always some mm-hmm. way that they try to, you know, in, involve everybody. And uh, this past Wednesday, we had our staff meeting, and so first I had to deal with my laptop dying. uh a like right as the as the meeting was started, uh, it was plugged into a docking station that I thought was working, and then the docking. Anyway, you don't need to hear about my docking station problems. Anyway, I fortunately was able to join the meeting on another computer and I got set up and I got set okay. up as, as the principal was going into the, into the ups, And I think it was like a, it was a, would you rather, or like, what do you prefer? I forget. Okay. It, I don't know exactly how we got there because I was dealing with tech issues, but, uh, and he randomly, the it, it, it was, the question was books or movies now. I'm okay. a language arts teacher. I am a literature teacher, uh-huh. okay? I don't know what he was expecting when he called on me to speak. I did not volunteer. This was just a, like, I'm going to look at random, and then, oh, Mr. Wiener, like, what, what do you say, books or movies? And I just had this moment of, oh, God, my department's going to kill me, but yeah. movies and
0: What about, how about novelizations of movies?
2: I, I, well, I, I'm pretty sure I mentioned that. I said, I like reading books about movies, books based on movies. I like watching movies based on books. There's a lot of love there for both of them. But I was like, I have loved going to the movies for decades and co-host a movie podcast. And, you know, not to throw in a little, a little promo there. But yeah. <laughs> I, I just felt so, I was like, oh no, I'm like, I'm going to answer honestly and I'm going to be judged by my,
0: by my peers.
2: It's fine. Well, they haven't said anything. You
0: know what? Whatever, man. Whatever, is, man. Yeah. Whatever, man. There, There's plenty of great novelizations of movies. And like you said, lots of great books about movies. I, you know... Or, or, filmmakers, or actors. So you know what? It's like, whatever. Man. Oh yeah, no, no, <laughs> no one,
2: no one actually criticized. Crit- it was just funny. It was just funny that he asked. I think the one language arts teacher, yeah. who was going to say movies and not
0: books. Yeah. Uh, so I want to give a um a heads up for our listeners. If you. Happen to hear, uh, you know, I'll try to edit out if if anything does happen. If you do hear any uh, strange noises, it may be because I just adopted a new puppy. And he, like, I mean, just two days ago. And uh, he was on my lap, but the heat of his body was making, like, my hand sweat where he was resting his little tiny head. So I just put him in his crate and he's chilling, but... He might get a little uh, I don't know, antsy in a little bit. So we'll just see how that goes. Yeah, hey.
2: You know, we'll we'll play it by little floppy ear.
0: By little floopity floppity ears. But we yeah. are gonna talk about Space Camp on this episode. Dan, do you remember when you saw when you first saw Space Camp?
2: I don't remember when I first saw it. I I am going to guess that it was on HBO that, I, that yeah. I saw it first. Now, I do remember s- seeing it in school. I remember that they showed it. It's totally an in school movie. It was like a, like, end of the year or like right before like a break. I wanna say it was like fourth or fifth grade, maybe, uh-huh. that they, they wheeled in the whole cart with the, oh yeah, you know, whatever, like 19 inch TV and the VCR yeah. and. Uh, and we watched a space camp that I think was taped off h b o, so yeah, that was when I saw it. What about you? Do you remember I,
0: It feels like it must have been something like that i I know that it was definitely playing on h b o or like one of the networks that shows movies like WPIX or something like that
2: oh yeah oh the channel 11 uh, version
0: but it's it's funny because when I watched it the other day and it's been years since I've seen it I didn't remember it being so I don't know like low budge I mean I didn't think that it was like a I didn't think that they actually like, went into space to shoot it or anything like that. <laughs> you know, it's like I I didn't assume that it had a huge budget. Um, although Tom Tom's uh, Tom Tom Skerritt's, uh trailer I know probably was pretty decked out, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it was one of those movies where I it definitely looked like it looked like an episode of DeGrassi, and uh, and but it's got like great. I I don't know, like mostly up and coming stars but there were you know some veterans out there. I mean,
2: yeah, Leah Thompson uh, uh had had definitely done done some Larry B Scott had done the first Revenge of the Nerds at that yep. point and Karate Kid.
0: This was an in, and introducing Tate Donovan movie.
2: So. Yes, introducing the star. I, I think of I think of Millie Decherico because Tate Donovan uh, I believe was in it was in. I think of Tate Donovan. I think of Memphis Bell. Oh yeah, of course. And I think of Memphis <laughs> Bell, I think of Millie.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I think about Tate Donovan. I think of Love Potion Number Nine. Oh. That was the one where for me it was always playing on something and I never Comedy saw it. Central or something like that. And he drove a Volkswagen Carmen Ghia. and I thought that it was and it's the same car that uh, Mike Myers drives in So I Married an Axe ex- Murderer. And I just kind of like loved. The, I thought that was so cool, and I he always just seemed like. I don't know, pretty cool. And he's still out there doing stuff. He's you oh know, he was in Argo. That's
2: right. He was, was in like, Argo, yeah. It's like, where did I see? I mean, not like incredibly recently. Oh, yeah. and he was on the uh 24. Um oh, he's a Jersey guy. He's from Tenafly. Oh, okay. Nice, nice Jersey in the house. Yeah.
0: And you have the um uh the late great Kelly Preston in this poor yeah, one out. Poor one out for um, Preston and she's fantastic in this and you have Kate Capshaw uh who's tremendous I you know my uh, between this and Temple of Doom those are like my Kate Capshaw movies yeah it's it's the two of those and she plays such different characters in them so it's i uh, I always appreciate that and uh and of course Tom Skerritt and oh my god this is the first movie i believe with Leaf Phoenix aka Joaquin Phoenix.
2: This is the film debut of the boy who would become Joker. One of the, the boys boy who would who become, would become
0: Joker. Yeah, an Oscar winner. Like I uh,
2: well, multiple multiple time m- nominee right. and I I I think, you know, a pretty well respected uh actor who's cert- who's I mean, he's done some you think about them the, just even the last 10 years, you think about her um yeah. And, and like her and uh, oh inherent well, vice.
0: I mean, right. I mean the master. Uh, there there's just right. look, we're not going to just start naming Joaquin Phoenix movies because we'd be here all But night. we
2: can. <laughs> but we can.
0: Uh I'm a big fan. I think he's fantastic and uh, I also liked I'm still here. Putting that out there.
2: I I really that's one that I have been wanting to watch and have not. I but I that's one that it's it just the more and more I think about it the more interesting it sounds.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's fascinating because I remember when he was going around on like the late night shows, you know, talking about it in character. And right. you know, his appearance on Letterman was definitely like What is going on with Joaquin Phoenix? And then you started hearing that it's all about his preparing or like amping up this role that he's playing this different version of himself for I'm Still Here. So anyway, good stuff. Good stuff. But yeah, so anyway, yeah, I know what you're saying about the
2: about the effects, but I also I, I think that it it. It's also, you know, when you're watching it now and you're used to...
0: Well, I wasn't actually referring to the effects. I was really referring to just the way that, like, the on-Earth stuff is shot. And for anybody who's unfamiliar with the movie Space Camp, I'll give a synopsis soon to explain what I'm talking about. But uh, the way that the camera moves and the way that things are lit just felt very... uh, Degrassi and uh, I don't know I I don't know what kind of cameras they were using or, or what the deal was but it just kind of had that feel to it uh, certainly hadn't had any uh, you know negative impact because of the score it's a John Williams score definitely yeah. not his most famous but it's certainly John Williams nonetheless um, but yeah why don't I get into a synopsis and then we can really launch into it
2: Oh!
0: (laughs) All right. You ready? Of course. Andy has longed to go into outer space since she was a little kid. But now that she's grown up and is regularly denied that opportunity to command an actual shuttle in favor of lesser qualified men, she continues to dream. When she brings up her woes with her astronaut husband, he reminds her that she is now committed to instructing teens at that summer's space camp. This is where we meet the kids in her group. Catherine is an overachieving teen who, like Andy, dreams about being the first female shuttle commander. Tish is brilliant and memorizes everything she reads, but she's in the body and spirit of a valley girl type. Rudy loves science, but he's not the best at it. Kevin has a devil-may-care attitude and is only at space camp because his father gave him a Jeep in exchange for attending. And then there's preteen Max, Max a Star Wars-obsessed kid who talks his way into being part of the older kids' group. It's at Space Camp where he befriends Jinx, a $27 million NASA project that's not flight-safe, so he essentially just helps out the engineers. But with an over-literal AI, Jinx has a tendency to get on people's nerves. Except for Max, that is. When Jinx hears Max say that he wants to go to space, he takes it upon himself to hack NASA controls and create a problem... Uh, and create a problem in which Max could actually be sent to space. His plan works when Andy's crew has the opportunity to sit in an actual shuttle during an engine test. After Jinx's plan gets put into place, the NASA ground crew has two options. Let the shuttle crash, killing Andy and the kids, or launch the shuttle and send them into space. Since this movie is for children, they get sent to space. NASA can bring them back to Earth from the ground, but there's one problem. There's not enough oxygen to last them that long. They remember that there's a satellite nearby that has some oxygen tanks, so they take a slight detour. When Andy does a spacewalk to get the tanks, she realizes that she's too big to fit in and get the tanks. That's where Max comes in. He manages to get the tanks free with his itty-bitty body. After a few more snafus that take Andy temporarily out of the equation, the kids manage to solve the problems and get the shuttle and and get the shuttle in at a new window of re-entry. So Andy is played by Kate Capshaw. Uh, her husband Zach is played by Tom Skerritt. Leah Thompson plays Catherine. Tate Donovan plays Kevin. Larry B. Scott plays Rudy. Uh, Kelly Preston is Tish, and. Leaf Phoenix, as he was at the time, plays Max. So, Dan, what what do you think about this movie? I mean, what was your impression when you were a kid, and what, what did you think of it now?
2: So I remember liking it when I was a kid. I was really into space. I feel like uh, most kids were, especially kids who watched, uh, like, Star Wars a ton. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's a good thing 20th Century Fox found ways to, you know, yeah. market that movie in other movies because otherwise who would have ever known? Uh, <laughs> Right. Yeah. So (laughs) I, um, I liked it as a, I liked it as a kid and I was really worried. It was one of those movies that I was like, there is, I'm like, uh, am I going to watch this and just kind of like lose any nostalgia I have for it? And quite the opposite happened. Yeah. I really enjoyed watching it. And despite the effects like w- when they're in space and you see the space shuttle i was just like i think they just went to the air and space museum and bought one of those yeah like the That's i was exactly like That's, what I'm I like every thinking. kid
0: has one of those it's like that is a toy space shuttle that they <laughs> yeah. have in front of a blue screen got it no um exactly and
2: um what i liked about it was i felt like i got more of 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 it like when I watched it at like age nine I didn't Get the and I don't I mean, I'm guessing that they were intentional nods to like two thousand and one, you know, right. jinx jinx kind of sabotaging things right. in, in a similar way to to hal, though, which with much better intentions, oh, right. yeah, um, even like a little i I think there I definitely think there was a little Star Wars or Star Trek nod because there was a line about like, I'm not a doctor. I'm a oh. Something like that, and I was like, "Oh, that's it's like star, it's like Star Trek." But also, I noticed some other things about it that definitely didn't stand out then, like just the strong female totally leads between yeah. Kate Capshaw, Leah Thompson, and, and and I mean Kelly Preston as well. But Leah Thompson and Kate Capshaw are really I, like the two main characters, right? Totally. So and having it be the story like starting with Kate Capshaw uh, her with with Andy as a kid who's dreaming about going to space I'm going up. Yeah, uh, it it really, you know, watching it now from that perspective also being the you know, ha- a father of a daughter. Yeah. And you, and recognizing the importance of it of that like you know follow your dreams you know you can do you can do anything it meant it meant more to me sure. watching it um it also um it also – there was something else. I also, like, I appreciated that as, as I was watching the movie and just kind of being more aware of genre and everything, I was like, uh-huh. oh, wow, it's a summer camp
0: movie meets a
2: space movie.
0: No, I mean, it's – Not a in the really... same way Meatballs 2 was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We got to talk about those movies sometime. Google, Google Meatballs 2 if you don't know what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, even just Google image search. You know, that's all you really need. Yeah. Uh, so – I, I totally hear what you're saying, and I think that, you know, you're right. The idea of a summer camp movie and a space movie combined on paper makes a lot of sense. And the fact that there is such a thing as space camp, it, you know, they shot this, at least mostly on location in uh, in Huntsville, Alabama, where actual space camp exists, Which I only really know about because it was a prize on Double Dare and other like Nickelodeon game shows all the time. And that always made it feel to me like it was this like ultra special thing that was like regular people can't go there. Like you have to be a game show winner, you have to find a red flag and snot in order (laughs) to go. (laughs) <laughs> and go to, you know, it's like That's the finest it, astronauts qualified. get their start by finding a red flag in a giant hamburger. Once you've done that, <laughs> the
2: space is no longer the undiscovered country. That's
0: right. So, uh, and then, you you know, also going back to what you are saying about the female leads, and like I said in the synopsis, Andy is, you know, you learn towards the beginning, this is after the, you know, when she was a little kid, but she's lamenting about how she was passed up to be in this next launch in favor of this guy. Who's like a total idiot. And, uh, this, I mean, uh, Dan, what year did this come out? 86. So 86, that's right. Yeah. So 86, you know, we're still not that there aren't female astronauts, but like, you know, it's just still in any industry, Women getting passed up for guys who don't know anything. Uh, well I mean, qualified that point, women. At yeah. that point, for United States
2: astronauts, though, y- y- you could name both of them. The, uh, oh, yeah. totally, yeah. And, but it's I like mean, things haven't yeah.
0: still haven't changed. And I don't just mean like I'm not just talking about NASA. I just mean anywhere. Uh, no, yeah. I'm not saying anything shocking.
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. But you're also you're also talking about you know this is uh you know 35 years ago and it yeah it hasn't changed
0: <laughs> right yeah so uh
2: i i don't know um dan would you what
0: oh did you but did you enjoy watching it i loved it it was great yeah. and it was funny because i was watching it with laura my wife for our listeners and she was like, all right, I'm just going to like go to bed early and I put it on and she happened to like catch the beginning and she watched the entire thing and could not take her eyes off it. And not just, not because it was bad and like the kind of bad that you can't stop watching, but it was like, you know, the way that she and I described to each other was like, it's not a good movie but it's a great movie, like it's not well made. It's like there's some things about it that just like are like pfft, whatever, come on, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because like it pulls the the feels out of you, and it you know it just works it does it, you you suspend enough disbelief
2: that the plot holes really shouldn't make a difference and if you find yourself if if you find yourself thinking about the whole like logic holes. Right. You're not, you shouldn't be watching this movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's just like a a really enjoyable hour and a half, whatever it is. You know what I found interesting
2: was the, as I was watching it, and of course, you know, you and I are both big fans of the movie Parenthood. We are. Uh, you know, one of the only other few movies where Leaf, where Joaquin Phoenix is credited as Leaf Phoenix. But I noticed a a, a, a parallel in it that in both movies, Lee Phoenix is hiding something in a closet. I knew you were going to say that. he
1: does
0: not want others to find. (laughs) (laughs) In this, it's a robot. In parenthood, it's porn. You may have been the first person to uh, find that parallel. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, (laughs) probably, (laughs) I don't know.
2: I I, Yeah, probably I might be the last person to find it too. (laughs) Well,
0: but I'll tell you what. Here's another parallel. They both need a father figure. Yeah. Yes.
2: Max has been slapping the salami.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, he's just been fixing NASA robots. Yeah. Yeah,
2: Yeah, we really don't get much about Max's family. Like, we don't...
0: No, the only person whose family we really find a little bit about is Kevin's take Donovan's character, Kevin's and Catherine's Kevin's and Catherine's. You see her father briefly, briefly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's like everybody else is just kind of like they appear and, uh, I Rudy really mentions
2: his parents, but like you don't know anything about them from that mention.
0: Yeah, I I thought that Larry B. Scott was really great in this, especially yeah. since like the only other frame of reference I have for him is the Revenge of the Nerds movies, uh, and it's interesting to just see him play a very different role, and you know, it, to see his range, it, it makes me think that you know it's just unfortunate that I I haven't seen. Much else from him, I. Uh, I'm trying to think if there was what was I'm looking at. What else he's been in? Uh, Fear of a black hat. The okay. Karate Kid. He is one of the first yeah. competitors to lose to Daniel in the finale. So it's like he's barely in it. He's an Iron Eagle. He's really not in much. Oh, okay. All right, Iron Iron Eagle. Yeah, I've never seen it, but. <laughs>
2: Well, um, hmm. Oh, Extreme extreme Prejudice with, uh, I want to say, Nick Nolte.
0: Yeah. But I don't know his capacity in those films, like, you know, how big his character was. But it, I thought that he was really great in this. And uh, Kelly Preston is so good. I always loved Tisha's character. This, like, re- <laughs> unassumingly really smart person. And they, they kind of have a lot of fun with the fact that she remembers everything she reads. And, uh, the way that she's just very passive about how smart she is, uh, is really fun. And it's just like, oh, she, well, I'm not saying, so at first she's doing Morse code and she's just doing SOS, which like everybody knows, but then she's like busting out like full sentences in Morse code, like rapidly. (laughs) And it's just like, what? Oh my God. That's amazing. Which by the way, also in the NASA command center, Dan, do you know which, uh, comedian has an appearance in this nasa control room
2: oh wait oh shit i um, i I know I, I was like i definitely was like oh yeah terry o'quinn <laughs> it's oh, from well, lost uh, yeah who's not a comedian but i feel like i definitely recognize so i want to say rick overton just because of, of the time period but no
0: doug benson Doug who at Benson. the time was really just background acting. It, I mean, he was in Blade Runner in the background, Captain EO, and I saw him in this and I was just like, is that Doug Benson? And then I like got to pause it and Google it and the article that came up was like, Doug Benson is unrecognizable in space camp. And I'm like, uh, no, he's not, because I just recognized him in space camp.
2: Now, did you say that, that he was also in Captain EO? Yes. So Captain EO, for those who don't know, was a 3D film directed, produced by George Lucas. Right. Directed by Francis Ford Coppola, starring Michael Jackson. Yeah a mid to late 80s michael jackson um and it filmed on the sound stage next store next store hello next, next door to space camp really yes i was i was you know reading up on on space camp a little bit and yeah they cuz it was really so and then i i'm not sure if it was a, if space camp was originally supposed to be released it was released summer of eighty six, but I think it was originally supposed to be released in like February eighty six, okay. and then the Challenger tragedy right. occurred, yeah. and it would not have been in good taste. And actually, the ch- so the Challenger explosion happened because of the same system error.
0: Was it the really same error, the
2: over like yeah the the uh, thermal
0: curtain failure?
2: Yeah, yeah, oh. I I I I believe so. I
0: oh my god. Uh you think they would have like recut the movie to at least just change what it actually is. Oh man.
2: I mean, it was it was done. Like the movie was was done. Yeah. And, oh boy. And yeah, I mean it would have been a lot more costly, I guess. I mean, there they might have, have a been other check. things that they Well, let's see. Okay, so so the um it was the the failure was was caused. It was the um there was a joint in the in the in the rocket booster that failed it at at liftoff. So, okay.
0: yeah, it might not have been exactly no, not a thermal the curtain same. failure. Well, right, no. because when they were doing like the simulation on the computer of what would happen if it, you know, if it launched without the other engine firing up, then uh, it was it was reminiscent of what happened to the Challenger at least in the the computer simulation. It was definitely yeah clo- close enough. Yeah, ugh. Yeah. So, I mean, it, I mean it makes sense that they would delay it. Um it also might make sense why the movie wasn't, you know, a high performer. I don't know what the the push was to distribute this, but if the push was to distribute it into uh elementary school classrooms, they did an excellent job. Right. Yeah. Uh yeah. So so Dan, I'm also curious, uh what was your knowledge of actual space camp around this time or or what just when you were younger? Uh
2: just this movie.
0: Really? Okay. I I and I'm just saying that because the only frame of reference I have is just those children's game shows. Uh but Dan, I've got a bit of a surprise for you. My friend, Jenna Kinley, went to space camp as a kid, and I had an opportunity to chat with her about it. You want to listen to it? I'd love to. I want to hear this. Hey, Jenna. Hey, John. How's everything going? It's
3: great. How are you?
0: (laughs) Good. I am so excited to talk to you about actual real-life space camp. Yep. When did you attend space camp?
3: I attended, I actually went three years in a row. So I was in third grade the first time. And when you're that age, you have to go with a parent. So my dad, who I realize now is the best dad in the world because of this, went (laughs) with me. Uh, Then I went in fourth grade and I'm going to get in fifth grade.
0: Wow. Okay. And what is it that you actually do at Space Camp?
3: It's a good question so I'll talk about the normal program not the like kid parent program because that one's abbreviated but you go you stay in these dormitories that are kind of like designed like they're supposed to be spaceships <laughs> like they give you the God. full experience of making you feel like you're an uh an astronaut I almost said an athlete Um, so you go and you go through what they call astronaut training. And so there are a couple of standard things that you do. Like, I can't even remember the name of it, but if you've ever seen this, it's like a gyroscope and they put a human body on it. It just flips around. So you get to do that. Um, and some of the older camps you get to go in a um in a massive water tank so you experience weightlessness um they train you on procedure of what it would be like for different roles to actually do a um an like a launch and a mission um most of the time you're just doing things that go into orbit, but occasionally you'll do like a mission to Mars. And they had this whole room that I think if I went back now and looked at it, I'd realize how campy it was, but it was supposed to be Mars. And so you just kind of bop around in there and they've got little, little missions for you. I will say it felt very scientific. It felt like they weren't just trying to be campy. They wanted to give you the full real experience, but, um, you also get to go tour where they manufactured the majority of the rockets at the beginning of the space program, because it's in Huntsville, Alabama. So,
0: Right. And I was going to ask you about that, because you don't necessarily live near Huntsville, Alabama. Nope. And you didn't at the time, correct? Correct.
3: Yeah. We, I live in Indianapolis, yeah. and so my dad would, you know, we would pack up the car and drive down there. Yeah. So
0: it wasn't just like you went there because it was the closest thing and, you know, something for the kid to do.
3: No. And I I think I would be willing to bet it's probably not inexpensive in the grand scheme of summer camps as well. So again, mad props to my parents for right. letting me do that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I know that I first heard about Space Camp because of shows like Double Dare where going to Space Camp was like a prize. Mm-hmm. So I always got the impression that like it was a very kind of exclusive not easy to think not easy thing to do like normally yeah so that's kind of neat that you went and, and it was I'm trying to just do some mental math so that was like what early 90s maybe that you were there
3: yeah so 93 through 96 thereabouts
0: okay yeah, so uh, I wonder how much more advanced it's got since then, or if it's still kind of the same. What were the instructors like? You know, what was their background, if you can remember?
3: I don't have uh, a lot of recollection about what their backgrounds were. They were college age kids. Um, it very much they gave you that full camp vibe that you get when you go to like sleepaway camp, right. and you were dedicated to one counselor. Um, and you had teams, so you were part of a team of, I don't, I want to say like 12 other kids. So Uh that's how you operated was in those types of pods. Uh, they're really nice. I can't recall any one of them making me sad.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you have to expect that there is probably some, you have to be some sort of nerd to be an instructor counselor there, whatever they, they call themselves. Uh, and I'm also curious to know, first of all, have you seen the movie Space Camp? I have. Okay. Uh, That came out, uh, you know, maybe like 10 years before you started going. Was that in any way something that inspired you to go? Or was it something that like... You saw after, and we're just like, oh, no, 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 no. It was nothing like that.
3: I saw it after, and no, it wasn't anything like that for obvious reasons that I won't spoil if you plan on talking about it. Um, (laughs) Oh,
0: that's, yeah.
3: But it definitely felt like a a dissimilar experience than what I had, but that's Mm -hmm. a 10-year gap, so who knows?
0: That's true. They did film, I mean, at least some of it actually at, the Huntsville mm-hmm. space camp location so there must have been some things that seemed familiar but you know certainly nobody actually getting launched into space or any sort of like crazy robots that befriended little children yeah.
3: unfortunately that was not my experience but I've started <laughs> to think maybe I need to go back and give it another try
0: So uh, one thing that I did notice is that in the movie Space Camp, there's a like a practice shuttle that they go into that seems to be called the right stuff. And you had told me that you were the winner of the right stuff award at Space Camp. What was that?
3: Uh, I'm not entirely sure what the parameters were, but essentially it was someone who was really focused on teamwork, who was positive, who you know, really worked hard. So I must have impressed somebody, I guess, in one of my, my times there. There is a spaceship that you get to work in, but it's not a real spaceship. And I don't recall what the name was, but I feel like they tended to have um, actual spaceship names like Discovery or what have you.
0: Right. Cool. Any other like favorite moments that you might want to share or things that maybe you didn't like about Space Camp?
3: No. I mean, I know
0: it's thinking back quite a long way, it so it's okay if you can't come up with anything. It's
3: been just a couple of years. Now, one thing, else, this is really random, <laughs> but they do have a Space Shuttle there with the the boosters and it's really in the center of the campus or at least it was back then. And so for your closing ceremony, that they set up a stage underneath it. And that's where you had your closing ceremony and that's where I got my right stuff award. Unfortunately, I yeah. think it's fallen by the wayside, but it was a cool medal. It was like a big old plastic medal. So uh,
0: yeah. I would have cherished that for my entire life, but here we are. I do not have the plastic metal. <laughs> Some thrift store sold it to somebody a long time ago, I'm sure. It's
3: gotta be on eBay. I'm gonna start searching. Yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs>
0: uh Cool. Well, thanks so much for talking to me about space camp. I'm, it's such a fascinating idea to me. You know, there's so many different types of camp experiences for kids. And it's kind of neat that there's one for space. And uh, clearly, you've gone into the field. And you are, (laughs) you're, you're, what kind of astronaut are you now? I'm a
3: branding astronaut, so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you want me to help you figure out your brand identity in space, that's what I would do.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, now's the time for that. So, <laughs> you know, maybe you a good good way to to flex that Write Stuff Award muscle in your resume in case you're ever looking. Yeah, I'm
3: going to update LinkedIn right now.
0: Well, thank you so much for talking to me. And uh, yeah, we're going to get back to the rest of the show. Awesome. So uh, that was my friend Jenna. Uh, she's on Twitter at The Jenna B, uh, The Jenna B E E. And I put out a call on like an Instagram story to be like, Do I know anybody who's been to space camp? And I got some interesting responses. Jenna wrote, and she was just like, I went three times and won the Right Stuff Award. And I was like, We have to talk.
2: I wonder if you get the Right Stuff Award if your parents pay three years of tuition. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no kidding.
2: <laughs> and they're like, yeah, no, yeah, we better give get, get 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 one of the plastic models out of the box. No, yeah, that that no, no, no. But seriously, seriously, not to like that is that is really cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I'm very appreciative of Jennifer taking the time to talk with me about that. She's really cool very funny person um, and, imagine
2: imagine yeah. you oh actually no never forget it. I'm not gonna say what I was just about to say i'm gonna I'm
0: gonna wait oh oh you're gonna wait okay uh yeah so Dan it is the year 2021 it is the future if you're in uh, 86 space camp world uh what would you do if you were tasked if you were given a blank check? To do something with the Space Camp property.
2: Well, uh, so first of all, I should note that there is a planned remake right? at, at Disney Plus.
0: Yes. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to interject here really quick. I was also attempting to get Streeter Seidel uh, to, to have a chat with us. He uh, worked at with our friend and past guest Jeff Rubin over at College Humor. Jeff, I uh, graciously sent an email to him to check in to see if he'd be willing to just answer a few questions about what it's like to, you know... I Clearly, he's working on it, and he's also doing other uh, reboots and remakes. Inspector Gadget was one. I forget what the other one was. But he's currently a writer on SNL, so I think he's a little busy. But um, Home Alone, he, uh, Home Alone. Right. The, the,
2: yeah. Home Alone uh, reboot there. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I saw his his name on this and and thought like, man. All right. So he's actually doing, uh, you know, yeah. w- what we just talk about. On I know. Ruined I know. Childhoods. He yeah. Is,
0: and maybe when it's not an SNL season, we can uh, try to talk to him about just what it's like to be rebooting these these types of properties because i'm kind of fascinated about that and uh thank you to jeff rubin for for reaching out on our behalf but uh yeah unfortunately just you know not a not a good time snl is a bit of a demanding job
2: yeah but uh so we should all be on the lookout for that space camp uh remake coming uh coming to disney plus now I, of course, this is now more speculation about what it might be. I also have some other ideas that it probably almost definitely is not any of those. Uh-huh. But one of my first ideas when we were going to be talking about Space Camp was just thinking about privatized space travel
0: yeah.
2: and uh, just the evolution of that and how y- you could you could do a Space Camp remake where it's it's like it's not run through nasa yeah. and it's privatized and maybe there's like there's like a nasa consultant because they're like okay you could do space travel but you have to have like there's got to be a nasa and the nasa consultant is like no you can't let them do this this is going to happen <laughs> blah, blah blah if you let them do that and then and then whoever like Elon Musk or whoever uh whatever that character is it, it should be Oscar Isaac reprising his role from uh Ex Machina <laughs> Oh yeah um no um but, you know, whoever's like, yeah, no, this is like, you know, please, the the I have better people than NASA because I pay more and uh-huh. blah, 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 money, money, money. And then they, the kids end up in space. <laughs> Dan, have you watched the Showtime series Moonbase 8? I have not. Have
0: yet. we talked about this on this show?
2: I bu- yes, you have. You've mentioned it. I uh, right. had not so, had a Showtime subscription yeah. when that came up.
0: For anybody who is unfamiliar with Moonbase 8, uh, it's with John C. Riley, Fred Armisen, and Tim Heidecker. And they play these, you know, guys who, for whatever reason, uh, would love to go up and live on the moon. Uh, and they are part of this NASA program where they live out in, like, the desert somewhere and in this... Uh, moon base essentially that, and they have to act as if they are living on the moon. If they go outside, they have to wear all the suits and all the stuff and everything. And they're basically doing all these experiments to see. And then the idea is that, uh, NASA, who's observing everybody, you know, says, okay, you're going up, uh, you know, next week and then you're going to be living on the moon. And uh, it's just these three dummies. And uh, who never get called up? They've been there the, so super long. And I, so when you were just talking about, you know, that kind of thing, it, it does make me think that it's almost like a an adult space camp, which I know does exist. Um, one of the responses I got from, uh, somebody on Instagram was about an adult space camp, uh. Unfortunately, I, I only had a chance to talk with Jenna, but I got some great responses. But yeah, there is adult space camp.
2: Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> well, that sounds, I'm going to check out Moonbase Moon 8 as oh, we are Dan, back on, love it. The, back onto the showtime. So, oh, it's so good. Um, But I'm going to, so I'm going to, I'm going to check that out. So, so, the, but one of my ideas was basically to remake space camp, but to add in the, and I mean, with kids, not with an adult, uh-huh. not, not an adult space camp but to have a like Space Camp remake but have it maybe be a little bit more plausible that there's a bunch of kids on a spacecraft that accidentally gets launched into space yeah. because it's privately owned and it's right. just this like megalomaniac who's like I could do whatever I want I paid for this and
0: Well there were just some reports that came out the other day talking about SpaceX and how they um apparently are very lax about some of the safety and yeah, so it's extremely plausible. exactly so yeah. oh no so, no 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 it wasn't SpaceX yeah. it was Blue Origin. The, oh blue the Bezos blue. one.
2: Well yeah I mean it didn't look like it had any protection last time it flew. <laughs> Anyway, so there was that idea. I had another couple of fun, uh, fun little ideas, like a, uh, I, I guess, like a space camp escape room type deal. Oh. And oh. Uh, yeah, I don't, that yeah, it actually wouldn't be a movie just like to kind of do a, no, sp- no, no, in no, fact, no. there are, I'm sure, escape rooms that have these, that like kind of space themed, you're launched yeah. into space and you have to, you know, if you don't figure out the stuff, you're going to run out of oxygen.
0: Yeah. So, have you ever done an escape room? I, you know what? It's funny. I've done one, and I got an email today from the place where I did it, saying that after six years, they're retiring that room. And I was like, "Okay, I don't care." It was a Sherlock Holmes themed one, and I was with i uh, I was with some people who are actually all lawyers, and I'm like the you know, the, uh, the dummy ding dong in the room. And I just kind of like started pulling on things on the wall until like, and then it was like, Oh, we just skipped a thousand steps because I just happened to find this clue. <laughs> that happened to us in yeah. the the one
2: time we did an, an escape room. Uh, we were in Belgium. Oh, and, Oh, um, interesting. I mean, it was like, it was still, it was in English. Um, Oh, okay. But, it it was you know the it was a cold war we we picked cold war and it oh, wow. was like it was this lab and that like the the soviets were going to release this um you know toxic gas in in the city of ghent in belgium and you know we had to and that basically is what happened where we like figured something It wasn't me but you know found something and then ended up, and, like, afterwards, the, the person who was running it was just like, yeah, no, I was watching. And, like, y- you managed to find this without finding this, that, and the other thing. And, which was good, because our time, like, we actually, we finished the room. Uh-huh. But, like, with, like, a minute to spare, It was, like, down to the wire. It was like, really suspenseful as we're, like, mixing all these things from test tubes. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was really cool. It was really cool, but not not exactly a, a COVID uh
0: Right, safe yeah. thing.
2: So yeah. anyway,
0: there's well, that. Well, I just wanted I just wanted to to quickly mention in the one that I did, there was one where there was like um a combination like padlock, but it was um instead of like numbers or whatever, it had like north, south, east and west and it had to be like a combination of those and I just like guessed it. On my first try, <laughs> and it, the thing just like unlocked, <laughs> and everyone, your- my, my. My group was so mad because they're trying to be all like nerds about it. And I'm just like, oh, I just kind of like figured this out by You're accident. like
2: Sean Connery and in Indiana Jones in the last crusade. When Indy's <laughs> looking for like the secret passage and he just sits on a chair. and leaves. Right. Sometimes I find if you just sit back and relax, the answer presents itself. And <laughs> totally. Yeah. That, that was you. That yeah, was you that was in the me. escape room. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my other, my other idea, uh, actually now involves an adult space camp because I'm revising it on the spot, but it was basically where somebody who sees the movie space camp and loves it and, and is like, that's the experience I want. They go to space camp and they figure out a way to rig it so that they end up getting, uh, put into space. But I, I, as I was listening, uh, to you talk about adult space camp, I was like, that would be so much better. With yeah. adult space camp. <laughs> yeah. Where's where's where where someone's like, Yeah, no, this is what I've wanted all this time and you know, right. I've been saving my my whole life. I've been saving for the last 35 years.
0: <laughs> and he won and- it on double dare. <laughs> like <laughs> uh it but the uh the information just got like lost in the mail finally got, got
2: lost in the mail and you know he's it's like oh he's, it doesn't expire there's no expiration date right no, no no
0: no yeah uh you know he finally he got that that red flag out of the out of the giant taco just in time and and here we are all these years later uh so i think that i might have talked about my idea uh on a past episode but and this has less to do with the movie than it does have to do with actual Space Camp. But uh in a in a past life I worked in reality television and I was pitching some reality show ideas around and one of them was called One Small Step and it was a reality show about Space Camp. And what's interesting is that you know there's shows like for all mankind and there's so many other shows where they have like i uh, you know bits of the you know all the all the quotes and everything and i was and i don't know if one small step has been used for something like that but it's like it seems so perfect for a children's <laughs> space thing because yeah. they take small steps <gasps> yes yeah so no. i know that this one was kind of like from the vault but uh that's what i've got it's the only you know it's like they're they're making a remake and i am excited about it and i will watch it um i appreciate that there is some respect for this weird movie that was made in the mid 80s and you know I'm, I'm glad that we're here talking about it uh you know, whenever, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes I check to see if other podcasts have talked about movies that we're doing and to see if maybe, you know, I'll sometimes listen to them to see if there's any insight or any information that I wouldn't have learned otherwise. And I've only found one other podcast that I've been talking about this one, and it was people who had never seen it before and were, you know, uh, coming to everything with, with fresh eyes. So... um, it's nice to be able to talk about this and for there to be more podcast representation about Space Camp. So, Yeah,
2: I mean, I guess I'm curious to know. Uh, so, you know, shoot us an email, ruinedchildhoodspod at gmail.com. If you also experienced this movie growing up particularly in the elementary school setting. Yeah. Was this like how many I want to know how many people like really connect this movie to watching a movie in in school, having a movie day in in elementary school and and getting to watch this movie and you know when oh, they say sh- shit a couple of times <laughs> and you're like, "Oh my god, we're in school." And they're yeah. saying shit
0: yeah it's amazing i agree i agree yeah hit us up ruined dot pie.gmail.com uh we have a link tree with all of our social media our t public store uh working on some new merch just taking some time uh but feel free to to check out our t public store and, and show us some love that way uh it helps us make the show and uh Dan, do you mind if I tell everyone what our next movie is? Why, no, I don't. This is a first. This is a we're 137 episodes in. It's a ruined Child. That's every now and again,
2: you know, we gotta, we gotta throw a curveball, you know, and and do something a little different. So t- go ahead, John.
0: Well, tell it's you. interesting you say curveball because this movie does have a very fascinating baseball scene, and <laughs> I I didn't even think of that. Yeah. So I. Uh, I mentioned earlier that I have a new puppy and the new puppy's name is Rufio. That's right. We're doing hook on the next episode. Uh, Steven Spielberg classic starring Robin Williams, Charlie Coors, Cosmo, is that yeah, right? Cor- Charlie Cosmo, yeah. Charlie Cosmo, yeah. So uh, uh, Julia Roberts and Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. I love, I love, Hoffman, how, you, I love how you're, you're like
2: Robin Williams and Charlie Cosmo end a story. And
0: Charlie Cosmo. Uh, Kors- <laughs> Maggie Smith, Bob Hoskins, right. yeah. Glenn Close. We'll talk about that one next time. David um, Crosby. Yeah, that's right. Lots of great cameos in this. I mean, yeah. I heard that Steven Spielberg has a lot of friends, so you know. <laughs>
2: He knows people. He
0: knows people. Uh, well, Dan, like Kate Capshaw. Like Kate Capshaw, uh, biblically. Uh, Are they still married? I don't know. Ah. Anyway, yeah. Dan, as you experience a thermal curtain failure and get launched into space, I wish you a good journey.
2: Good journey, John.
1: I'm looking up in the sky. I'll bet you that those stars are only a hundred feet high or maybe that's a satellite I wish that I could find out tonight But tomorrow's a new day I wonder what my friends will all say I've got a secret that I need to tell Cause the next time you see me I'll bid you farewell On my way up to the stars No more keeping me quiet, the winky way bar Time to launch the spaceship I made I've been building for weeks now I'm- felt nice